Hey, I'm Pastor Dave Ferguson. Welcome to Crosswalk Chattanooga's Weekend Teaching Podcast. We're glad you're with us. Happy anniversary, Crosswalk. Yeah, give yourselves a hand, five years. Um, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about how good God has been and the plans that he had. And, um, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. We had a little conversation six years ago, I suppose, um, about what it would look like if, if we started something that looked a little bit like what we were doing in Redlands and um, what that would be like. And I got to tell you, we didn't know what to pray for, I don't think, um, because nothing like this had ever been done in our little denomination, and we weren't sure if we could get permission, you know, because we're people of permission, if nothing else, Seventh-day Adventists, us. Um, I wonder if we can do that. Um, so when I don't know what to pray for, I have a tendency to lean into Scripture. And so the Scripture that I leaned into for this particular time was that Scripture from Isaiah, if you guys could throw it up. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. And that's what I love about God. When you start to think that you've got an idea, when you start to think like, oh, God gave me this idea, it's because God already had it and he just needs you to execute it. So, so this is the prayer I prayed. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? And that's really the key, that we open up our eyes to what God is already doing in the world, to what God is already moving in the world, where he's going and how we can follow along to what God is doing. And I think, I think that's part of the problem is that we as humans, we're so narcissistic. We think, look what I came up with. Look what I've built. And God's like, you know, first of all, it was my idea in the first place. You, like as a person. And then I had this other idea and I gave it to you. Don't get crazy with the credit, but I do need your help. Not because I need your help, because you need me to need your help. And so maybe there's something that you can do. And then he says, listen, if you're going to do it, though, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a pathway in the wilderness and I'm going to create rivers and a dry wasteland because I know what you're going to pray for. This is God speaking to us right now. I know what you're going to pray for. You're going to pray for not, not like a freeway. You're going to pray for like a little tiny little path and I'm going to make it way bigger than that. And you're going to ask for a little stream, but I've got a river for you. So why is it that you're always asking for just the least that I can do? Because other places in scripture, it says, go boldly before the throne of God, right? It says, ask and you shall receive. But, but you guys don't do that. Again, God's speaking. Because you think I'm this big and I'm the universe. So when we pray this prayer, I had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I thought, yeah, maybe God can open up a door and this and that, and we're phone calls and conversations and, uh, um, you know, in coffee shops and restaurants about what could happen, what might happen, what maybe could happen. And we wondered what God was going to send us towards and what he was going to build. I remember the first pop-up that we had. Um, finding a venue. Just finding a venue is difficult sometimes. Found a venue in some middle school, I think it was, put together and 200 people showed up. Praise God. All of a sudden, you know, this little denomination we work for all of a sudden had to take notice. Like, you got 200 people together? We should take note. Right? But they still thought we were playing around. We thought, like, pretending church. And over the, over the years, like, I love the conversation. Like, is it real churches? I'm like, I don't know. There's real people. Um, I'm not sure it made sense to anybody until there was real money. Because, you know. And I mean that in the best possible way. 
if there is a good possible way. And so we faithfully tried to go down the road that God was building. We just didn't realize how big that road was. And I'm not talking big like numbers because, you know, God provides that. I'm talking about big like this, this plan is not just for you. This plan is for the people who have stepped away from church because it's just been impossible to stay in because of the trauma, because of the, the PTSD they're dealing with, because of the just vast irrelevance sometimes to our lives. I mean, how long can we ask people to be so weird in church? Be normal in your regular life, but when you come here, just get weird with it. You know, and I think, I think that that's one of the things God has always placed on my heart is like, you can come to church and be the person that you were the day before and the person that you'll be the day afterwards. So this is not a separation from the life that you lead, but it is a deep connection to the life you lead and something that informs the way you're going to live the rest of your life. We didn't know what we were praying for, but God said, I'm preparing a way. I'm doing something new. And by the way, this is not the first time I've done something new. You're not the only people I'm doing something new with, but here we're going to do something special. And so as we look back over the last five years, we see how God has been faithful. We found a venue to stay in, whether it was over at Tyner Methodist Church or it was over in Hickson or whether it was here. God just kept providing places for us to meet. That's not the easiest thing. We have groups that can't find places to meet and are looking all over. We sort of fell into places to work with. And then, you know, churches don't work unless there's volunteers. So even though we found venues, we've got to fill them first and foremost with volunteers who will make these things happen. And God always brought the right people at the right time. Right? People who were willing to greet, people who were willing to make coffee, people who were willing to play music and sing and, and lead people, people who are willing to just stand in a parking lot and have a smile on their face when people came to church. So God provided with venues and God provided with volunteers. But then God did something we didn't necessarily expect is that he provided with volume. People started to come. And pretty soon you fill up a room and you think, oh, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden there's too many people. And you know that, that little statement that people make, they're like, well, it's a good problem to have. Yes, and still a problem, right? Good problems are still problems. If they're not, we don't call them problems. We call them blessings, all right? So yeah, rooms filled up. What do we do? We go to two services. What do we do? We find another place. Hey, then a worldwide pandemic hits. And then we got to figure out what to do. And it was fascinating to me how God had prepared just this river in a dry wasteland with what we were doing with Crosswalk. Because the conversation changed significantly during COVID. Because before it was like, are these really churches? Nobody really wants to watch somebody on a screen. That's not a real place. And then all of a sudden the whole world was doing it. And we're like, yeah, we do this every week. <laughs> we had people calling us up like, how are you ready for the pandemic? And we were like, we were just ready because we believe that you don't plan, you prepare and let God send you in the direction you're supposed to go. So we were prepared and the communities grew. All of our communities grew. And Chattanooga grew. And I remember when we found another venue, a place called Venue. It's convenient for the alliteration of this talk. 
And I remember standing here that Friday night and we blessed the place and we prayed over it. And then someone said, hey, they don't have any trash cans out in the back. Apparently they've been repossessed. <laughs> and I remember I looked over at Brooks and I said, in the next year, we're going to have to prepare to buy this building because something's going on with the people who own it. And Brooks like, yeah, we'll have to work on that. <laughs> Two weeks later. And then the ensuing miracle of God showing up and you showing up. And I think what I've learned over the last five years of our journey here is that miracles are not a big deal for God. We, we, we are blown away when we see one. And God's like, you know, it's just Tuesday. And I've been doing this every single day of the week since I created the week. Why weren't you paying attention before? But it's because we have a tendency to think that miracles are the exceptional other. When miracles for God are just his stock and trade. And you see what we have to realize is that this whole time, whether it's been finding a venue or finding volunteers or bringing the volume up or going on a venture like raising money for this place, what I realized is that the whole time, the miracles that have been happening have been you. See, don't you understand? That the miracles God put in place were not just separating the sea from the dry land, but creating people who would walk through that sea. So the miracle and the miracles that have happened on this five-year journey here at Crosswalk Chattanooga are not just the movement of God's armies in heaven and the way that he throws lightning down to make things happen here, but the miracle has been you committing to come back to church, committing to invest, to support, to see one another for the image of God creation that they are and fall in love with one another as we worship together. The willingness to let church be different than it maybe has been before. And the opportunity to say, God, whatever journey you're willing to take me on, I will go. It's your faithfulness that is the miracle. God's faithfulness we can count on but it's your faithfulness, your commitment, your willingness to go where God leads. That is the overwhelming and undeniable miracle that is Crosswalk Chattanooga. It is so good, so good to be together as a family. Pastor Tim and Sarah, thank you for coming to help us celebrate. I would like to say this one little thing. Yes, thank you. It's possible that you are here for the very first time. How many of you have ever attended a birthday party for somebody you didn't know? And people brought gifts and you didn't, and you're kind of wandering around trying to figure out how to fit in. It's possible that if you're here for the first time on a fifth year celebration, you're going, well, whoo. <laughs> 
Good. But here's the power. Here's the power in celebrating how God has blessed this place in the past, even if you, like possibly like me, weren't here for all of it is it gives us hope and power for our lives, not yesterday, but tomorrow and on. Celebrating what God has done so far here at Crosswalk, we like to talk about momentum. And it's about harnessing God's hopes for us, his passion for us. But I just have to admit it too, we do run a little tiny risk in becoming enamored with our past. Because we can get paralyzed in our desires to go back and to yesterday and somehow miss what's next. At the tremendous risk of making some Dallas Cowboy fans happy, which is not, I gotta tell you a story from 1996, those of you that are my age and older, you can find your way back there. Those of you younger, I welcome you to a time back in the year of our Lord, 1996. It was a time when we had VCRs. Whoop, whoop. We, we would put these, we would put these, they were a large, bigger than a sandwich. It was a, and we'd put it in sometimes to be able to watch it back. You had to actually fast forward it all the way to the end and rewind it because otherwise the lines were going too crazy. But if you had gone out and adjusted your roof antenna to this channel, okay, so here's the situation. I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I've said that before. I'm not ashamed. Thank you, Chris. A little bit surprisingly, in 1995, our team did better than we had expected. Neil O'Donnell led, for those of you that know what that means. And we ended up in the Super Bowl in January 28, Tempe, Arizona, Eastern Time, a 2.38 start time. Here's the problem. I had said yes to going to Washington State and the Walla Walla community to do a week of prayer. So I was flying home that Sunday. We had been given a double-deck VCR. I had, we had, there, there were tutorials. My wife was game. We were doing this whole thing because this was going to require two, two cassettes to make sure we got it all down and all good. And so uh, I, I am now flying home. Now I know that this is gonna be a problem. This is, not, this is a, a multi-stop flight. And so I'm gonna need to play some self-defense against hearing anything about what is going on. I know I've had it happen before that I've been in a plane and some well-meaning captain who is pointing out the you know, Grand Canyon also helps you understand who's ahead at the Super Bowl. So I've got, I've got everything working out. I've got headphones on. I'm keeping my head down. I'm doing great. I land in Allentown, Pennsylvania. The game is mostly over by now. And, I'm, and as I'm, I'm just walking out, I'm not looking anybody in the eye. And uh, as I'm walking out, a stewardess taps me, and I'm kind of worried that I left something. And I look up and pull the earphone off. She said, is Dallas still up by 7? Yeah. Ruined my day in many ways, all in one <laughs> shot. 
And I went racing home, looking forward to what was already over. And it made me think, makes me think now. We, if we're not careful, by the way, churches are good at this, looking forward to yesterday, telling everybody about last time, how it was. Oh, if only we could go back. But our God is a God of momentum. Our God is a God of next. So there they are, parked at the edge of the Jordan River, paralyzed, stuck, celebrating their past. As the book of Joshua starts, they've got a new leader. Why? Well, Moses, the hero, has died. You ever had something heroic die in your life? And wish you could go back and know you can't, and so it's kind of over. They had a 30-day funeral for Moses. And as Joshua, a new leader, is introduced, they introduce him by talking about Moses. <laughs> he was, so with Moses, and by the way, Moses, there was never a... They finished the previous book talking about Moses, and Joshua is now the leader because Moses... Joshua chapter 1 starts out, and Moses is dead. So Joshua... And then God speaks up. And God says this. He says, I will give you every place you set your foot. Every place you set your foot. Think about what that would visually be like. There they are. They are parked. They've wandered in circles in the wilderness because of lack of faith. And by the way, the one guy who's along with Caleb saying we should go in loses that leadership moment and they don't. And he's now our leader. And they're at the edge of a river and God says, every place you put your foot and it introduces a principle for us. Part one, any good thing that happens to us comes from God. Oh, yeah, we've got tremendous leaders. We've had incredible vision. There are just, I mean, great coffee. Don't you know that? Anything good. Anything good. We are in deep trouble if we mistake that it comes from us. And at the same time, God says, I'm going to trigger this by you moving your foot. I wonder how many things God has just queued up to give us, to help us with, to move forward with. And we think about this as a community, but I want to say to you as an individual too, because you might have wandered in here with no real sense of being a part of this. And you did something and you kind of maybe, if you're like me on certain days, you're kind of proud of yourself that you made it to church. And I just want to say, that is awesome. And God now says, move your foot. For somebody here, it is to say, you know what? I need to, I need to get involved. I've, I've been sitting. I've been perched at the edge of the Jordan. I've been complaining about the wilderness, to be honest. Or every once in a while, I'll tell people the stories about the Red Sea. You remember the Red Sea? God is saying, next, next. 
Move your foot. Move your foot. Sometimes we look around and we see what God has blessed somebody else with and we want what's under their foot and miss out on that next piece of God's blessing. And if you think about it, there is a blessing three footsteps away that you can't even imagine right now unless you move your foot. scary to say, you know what? I've been away from Jesus, but I need to, I see those every once in a while you're baptizing people. I want in on this. I need to recommit my life. I want to be involved. I want to stop at the next steps booth and say, Hey, what, what do you need? How can I get, how can I get involved? Or even to just say, I'm going to, this is going to be my pattern now. This is, I'm going to consistently be involved in this community. Next time I'm going to show up for the birthday party. I'm going to actually know the, I'm going to know this church. Next, God says, be strong and courageous. And he knows he needs to say it. He knows he needs to say it. And by this point of Joshua chapter one, he's said it multiple, three times. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. Read that. There will be reasons for you to be terrified and reasons for you to be discouraged. And I say move your foot anyway because I've got a gift for you. Move your foot. What are we about to walk into? Oh, the power of the past is a God that says, I will be with you wherever you go. I've got gifts for you. Move your foot. Let's see what's next. Almost every day of my life, I, you could ask me, hey, what are you looking forward to? And I'd have an answer for you. For a while this week, it's been this moment with you. What's next? What's next? Our identity will never be defined by God's blessings of the past. That's momentum for his promise of our future. Thank you for joining us for this teaching. Consider hitting the subscribe button to stay tuned for next week. If you'd like to support Crosswalk Chattanooga, go to crosswalkvillage.com Chattanooga and click the Give button at the far right of the ribbon at the top. Notice the campus drop-down menu and select Chattanooga. And if you'd like to come and worship with us on a Saturday morning, we would love that. When you do, Please say hi to me. I'd love to learn your name.